Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me today is Mark Jarden. Alright. Sam Smith. Good evening. And Craig Devine. Hello there. It has been a while, it's, uh, it has been a while, but like Lee Griffiths into a 16 year old's DMs, let's just get right into it. Um, you went there. <laughs> <laughs> Should they say, say a special word for Ross who's not on the podcast tonight because he's down at the club answering angry emails about season tickets? I, I thought he was just, on you, Ross. just shouting, well shouting randomly, just that people yep. shouting, season ticket! Um, he's also trying to fix the ballot I was told preferential classism anyway let's talk about the signings Sam what do you think of our summer recruitment Uh, yeah I'm really pleased so far I think for the most part all the signings have been pretty good Uh, recruited in areas that we really needed it was good to get uh, a replacement for Dermis and Tanzer I know a lot of people can agree with that it's not really like for like, obviously Dermis is a lot more attacking, but I think we had to replace him with a left wing back if we're going to persist with the three. I think we've seen over the three or four teams that we've used in the two games for each half that we're, I think we're going to be sticking with the three at the back system. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, I think the other signings as well, players like Kilty, you know, he was really good against his last thing. We spoke actually in uh, January last year when we'd done a Transfer targets thing. I think a couple of actually said we wouldn't mind seeing us trying to bring in Kelty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'd seen uh, me personally, I kind of lost the rag when we signed Maine. Uh, I think Maine, the more I actually kind of sat back and I thought, he's not the guy that's been brought in to score goals. And I know a lot of the older fans kind of, mm-hmm. like people like my dad included, all moan and say that there's no place for strikers that can't score goals. But it's just the way that modern football is. There's always room for players like Maine who'll do the press and, and free up guys like Dennis and Bofi and hopefully you then we get the goals. Uh, all in all, it's been a, a pretty good window. I'm pleased with everything we've done so far. I wouldn't mind us maybe bringing in another and a kind of attacking option out wide, but 
I think to go for having done Misty Tanzer isn't really that much a downgrade. Mm-hmm. Really, in all honesty, I think Tanzer's probably better suited to that. None obviously means we can free up Tate and have him in his preferred position hitting the right. As much as, as much as I love Dermis, um I think Tanzer probably is a more sensible option and someone who's like Dermis on his game was excellent and like you know he could take on a defender but we saw it too many times where he would do like five step overs and then just immediately lose the ball or lose possession <laughs> and you're not going to get that with Tanzer. I mean it'd be amazing if he would do just like maybe one step over just as a wee kind of <laughs> a wee, wee flashback just to, for the memories so that one's for Dermis and then just continue on with his normal game um what about the signing of alan powell do you i think that was a very, one that kind of split the fan base i quite like it i'm happy with it mm-hmm. for sure i mean I, I don't think we're signing you know necessarily one of the the five or ten best midfielders in the league or anything like it but i think if what goodwin wants to do is, is build up a system that we've then got a squad that can can keep can keep playing when we're not at the mercy of like one or two injuries to, to lose all shape then then I think Power's a sensible signing I think we would have got a lot more out of um, Jake Doyle Hayes in the tail end of the season if we'd had someone like Power to do just a bit more destroying a bit more grafting in the the, the deeper side of the midfield um, Erehon, um is, is not that player I don't think he's he's capable and he's physical and he can absolutely um, you know anticipate and win a pass uh, win, a, win a ball and, and pick a pass but I think someone sitting behind, you know, potentially Erohan and um and Reader and and Flynn or and whoever else is going to be, I think um, I think potentially makes us a, a much harder team to break down and also gives the the attacking players a bit more of a platform to, you know, to push ahead and, and do something. So I, I think it's a sensible sign and I mean time will tell. He's his his best years are, are probably behind him. He wasn't a shite Kilmarnock team last year and I don't think he had his best season and we'd probably admit that, but I would certainly take him and give him the the benefit of the doubt um, and see what it brings out the rest of the the squad for sure. Aye, I'd agree with most of what you have said. I think Powers a wee bit of a, I guess a bastard type player that we've kind of been trying out for for a wee while, but he's getting getting on a wee bit. Aye, but like you say, he's not going to be in there and starting every single game. He's he's going to be rotated in and out and maybe deployed in the type of games that we've, we've got our backs up a wee bit and kind of need to defend and. It's just be nice to have something there to kind of rough players up a wee bit because we've missed that um, pick of the bunch from me. He's definitely Kilty. Um, I was alright. It was a, a standout when we kind of did the podcast back in January. It was one that a few years identified, um, especially watching a, a kind of poor Kilmarnock team over the past you know season or so. He's, he's no, um, not really been one of the kind of poorer players. Um, he's the right age as well. I think he's only twenty four. Twenty-four. We've got him in a two-year deal. You know, clubs like um, Bolton were snapping around him. I know Bolton are hardly kind of world beaters nowadays, and they've had their all sorts of financial problems. But you know, it's still kind of a big name club getting in for him, so it's good. Um, just on the Curtis main one, I thought the the reaction online was a wee bit too strong. I think I can agree with what Sam said when you sit back and actually think about it. It, it makes a wee bit more sense. I think for me. I was quite unhappy, but I don't know if I maybe had my my Lee Irwin tinted spectacles on a wee bit when we <laughs> signed them. Um, I didn't see the point really bringing in a guy that you know is famous for no really scoring any goals over the past couple of seasons when we've already got a guy that doesn't score many goals on the side. But 
you don't know how true the, the rumours are about Erwin kind of taking off for, for uh, Burkhead, if that's been kind of debunked now, because it sounded a bit kind of far-fetched until you, you read into it. So if, if Erwin's off, then the, the signing makes makes all sorts of sense to me. And as long as, like you say, we're not relying on him for the, the goals this season, then mm-hmm. let's just see what he does and let's not write him <laughs> off before he's, he's really kind of kicked the ball. Yeah, no. I, th- I think with um, like the rumours around the Erwin, that if we if we do lose Erwin, like we don't really need to replace him that much because you've got mm-hmm. a player like Curtis Main there. Yeah, maybe I'd like one more body in that position, but that it, area, yeah. it's not someone we're going to need to break the bank for because we've got Curtis Main there. You're looking more of like a backup option. Um, obviously, like it does seem a weird move, like to go to Turkey, but like. If you were Lee Irwin, you would jump at that chance because they, they give silly wages over there. Plus, he's worked with that manager at the Iranian club, and that's the only club where he's had like a really good goal scoring record. So, um, maybe that he thinks that manager thinks he could probably get the same at Irwin, and he doesn't need to break their budget as much for a player like him than it would be trying to bring in another Turkish player or whatever. I don't really know the Turkish league that well, but um. Uh, I wouldn't be against Lear when leaving them. We got a bit of criticism on Twitter over our tweet saying that it was too far and he scored goals. I was like, but that came like, it was funny, like since that tweet, he's then went on to score two goals in two games. But someone then tweeted us saying that we were out of line because he scored two goals. I was like, okay, we can't foresee the future. We're, we're good, but we're not that good. Um, great. We've kind of abused Lear when, and mm. to be fair, as harsh as it is, guy fucking deserved it because he absolutely sucks. We'd I don't care how many goals you can score against plumbers. He's still shit. We do we do abuse Lee Irwin, but when he, when he's on his game, we do hold our hands up and say, look, Lee Irwin had a good game right. here and I can see he's, we always do. But I think it was Ross that made the good point. Is like We always say, oh, he looks like he's coming on to a good game, but he's had a whole season to do that. And when you're at the end of the season, you're saying, oh, look, actually, see, you can see him coming into a game now. You're like, he's had his chance. And like, I, it's, I don't think it's going to be a great loss if we've got, if he goes. No, it was a, a season without fans as well. Like, yeah. I, I think can see him if, you know, fans starting to come back in. He has a, a run like he's prone to where he's not scoring. I can see him being a total lightning rod mm-hmm. for, for shit out of the stands because they've wanted to shout at someone for 18 months. And, uh, I would have the a bit of the fear for him. I mean, I think he's absolutely sitting in the squad now as fourth choice, essentially, like back up to Curtis Main. And I, I don't think that's a, necessarily a bad position to mm-hmm. to be in. I think there's there was understandable, um, um, you know, kind of fury or, or whatever you want to call it when you see us bringing in Main, who doesn't have like by any means a, a big goal scoring record, and we're letting someone like a week ago. Who you know he's, he's not a twenty goal a season man, but he's he's popular and with good reason, and he certainly has scored important goals for us. But they're they're there to do different things. Obika, the reason Obika doesn't have a contract now is because of Brophy's here, mm-hmm. and Brophy's absolutely there as first choice. And if Brophy's not going to play, then Christian Dennis is there, and I think Dennis showed in flashes last year that yeah. once he was fit, that he's a superior finisher and a bit more composure and, and capable of scoring different goals to. To Abika, so if you're expecting Abika to hang around, it's to do the the job that Main or potentially Erwin does, which is provide things and, and be physical. And, and Abika's not that that player. He's not a big bustling physical number number ten type who's going to lay stuff on a plate for other people. He's he's a number nine, and he would have been our third best number nine. So mm-hmm. I think they're they're different things. And I think once you separate them, Curtis Main is by no means a terrible 
a terrible sign. And I'd read something during the week. I, I, I may be getting crosswise on it. Is it JW Researcher? Something. Yeah. The, the guy put something out on Twitter, I think, about Maine, and he'd spoken about Maine's role um, fairly early on at Shrewsbury and, and some stuff that he'd been doing. And it sounds like the kind of thing we've, we've maybe not had mm-hmm. for a while, like a genuinely selfless, big physical striker who's getting the best out of other people playing around him. So if that's who we're getting, then I'm... I'm all for it, you know. As yeah. with power, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt until, you know, we're three months in and he hasn't scored, and the team's shite, and we're sitting in eleventh, and in which case he's the worst signing ever made. But until then, I'm I'm happy. When you've got a player like um, uh, Brophy or like even Dennis, like Curtis Main's a perfect fit in there, like to to kind of let them feed off him. I'm kind of excited to see that intuition with. Like um, a properly fully fit, I think we all under agreement. A properly fully fit Dennis in the team last season, we probably would have finished top six. Um, Chris, um, Eamon Brophy fully fit. Now that he's got this full preseason under his belt, he's had his um, surgery. Uh, you saw him when he came back um, towards the end of last season, where he was just hitting shots, and it was just a joy to see him playing in a Sitmore kit. And someone that who's because we have too many strikers that in the past have not taken the shot and have looked for an extra pass or something or took an extra touch, well, you're not going to get that way, Brophy. As soon as he sees those goals, he's shooting. And yeah. I, I'm looking forward to being able to see this all happen. Um, what I really want out of Brophy is 10 or 15 goals. Mm-hmm. So all the relegated championship nobodies from Kilmarnock who've been going, oh, you'll maybe get two goals out of him and you'll be you'll be sick soon enough of all the shots when he doesn't get it right. Fucking up, he's your second tier no marks. Brophy scoring That's 10, good. playing in Europe, get it up you. <laughs> uh, there is one other striker uh, not striker sorry one other signing that we haven't actually mentioned that's Charles Dunn um, rightly so <laughs> Sam you were not a fan of this signing so <laughs> nah I just I, don't, I, I didn't see the point in signing a guy who has played the five games in the last ten years I'd, I mean fair enough I think the first, uh, the first season they came up to Motherwell I can always remember can I see them in games they did look good I watched a kind of once I had calmed down and started to use my brain a wee bit. I watched a compilation of him on YouTube. I'd imagine it's his agent that created it because there is absolutely zero flaws or mistakes in it. And you would think we've probably signed the second cover of Maldini, but uh, he kind of he'll add a bit of balance. I think a couple of times, obviously, we had Shaughnessy and McCarthy trying out in the left centre back row and at times we kind of get caught out with it so to have a left footed centre back mm-hmm. and it's a bonus as well that he's absolutely rapid could probably be one of the fastest players in the team he is light and quick he's so a guy, yeah, guy uh, it should, it should for cover if that's what he's going to be then that's fine but if he's going to start then Jim Goodwin I, I, knows more than I do so I don't see him being a, a starter at all I see him being cover for maybe even guys like, like that's not going to have a season like last year where he was never present and played in most of the games but naturally kind of left-sided too um, that's a bonus but aye, you've got a good point about the injuries because it's a it's a big concern for me as well I was looking um, up just some Charles Dunn statistics just kind of getting them all ready for the podcast tonight and then I found out there's not really any because I has been injured for the past few years it was I can't remember what team it was, but there was a comment on a, a fans forum that I have signed him, but he spends his whole time injured, and I thought that was maybe for last year, and it was for 2016. So, I, it's, a, it's a big concern. But when I when I take a st- step back and look at our squad, something I've always thought is we lacked a rapper. So the fact that we've signed Chili D, you know, 
I'm all for it. <laughs> if he but if we make a cut final and he brings out a rap song for it, that signing's worth it. I'll buy it. Uh, I'll yeah, buy it. That's it done. That's that's already get the value there. Yeah, value for money. Rapid on the pitch, rapid in the booth. I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> mad rhymes. I like it. I like it. Uh, other signing opportunities? Do you think? Like, so we've already mentioned we probably want another sort of left-footed winger, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think we're probably sorting the right hand side. We're pretty blessed with options, and all. We've got obviously the Henderson. Uh, I'd imagine Tate will start the season at right wing back. But then even that, if need be, Fraser could play right wing back. You could shift another centre back into accommodate that. I think Kilty probably wouldn't shoot the wing back role. Mm-hmm. I, I seen a lot of kind of red stuff with Coman that fancy when he plays on the wing. He was kind of wasted. He's better off in the middle of the pitch so uh, yeah having in mind the scene bringing in a, another left winger another wing back uh, but even if we had done the same one then I wouldn't really be too bothered to be honest I think we're pretty set mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll play at times both Kelty and McGrath in front of yeah, cover I think we done I remember we done yeah. that uh, we done it at Celtic Park I think we played Dennis up front on his own and had McAllister and McGrath in behind him so right, can I, I'd, I'd imagine we'll it sounds like it's kind of something that they've tried. I'd, I'd imagine there'll be a bit more flexibility in the shape now that we're actually setting up to play three. It means we're signing players to, as you said earlier, to actually minimise the amount of changing we need to do if one or two players get injured. Mm-hmm. I think what we are missing now, as you were saying, is is just a, I think Henderson's very, very capable on, on the right wing. So when we're looking to change games or if we're playing a game where we expect to to maybe have a bit more possession we can go with a back four or whatever else then Henderson's there to play wide right I, I do think we need someone to take the role that Dermis was at his best at in the team mm-hmm. um, for all if we're playing a left wing, wing back I think you could you could honestly say that Tancer's an upgrade for that specific role you're, you're not going to have the same defensive worries as you would with, with Dermis but you are maybe losing a bit of his attacking ability cool. but what we don't have is if we're pushing a game I think is someone to come in and, and, and be a proper take on your man left winger if we're going to have Curtis Main hanging about the box we're going to have Eamon Brophy and whatever else you need someone who's going to be able to get deliveries into the box and you know beat a man to the touchline and cut it back and, and whatnot I think we'll score goals that way so I think that's the, the hole that's that's kind of sitting there still in the team I just I don't know who who how do you convince someone to come in when we're going to play a back a back three with wing backs the majority of the the season will be someone that knows that you know it's not going to be someone playing thirty-five games somewhere else because they're not going to start thirty-five games here. So mm-hmm. probably does require a bit of a deep dive or, or get someone on loan um, who's maybe sitting in a development squad somewhere or, or on the bench. Um, there's a few boys at, at Rangers that I, I would have thought we might have had a, a bit of a look at. You know, I think Middleton's going back to St Johnston. I think they're, they're already saying that McPake and Kennedy are out on loan. I think. Yeah, McPake for Morecambe. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah, he went down south. I would have hoped we were asking questions about those kind of guys um, who, you know, are all pacey, just want games. I'm, I'm sure Rangers want games at, at Premier Premiership level. So I think that's maybe a solution to that problem. I'd be worried if if we went out and signed someone who looks as if they're on a big wage for that role because I, I just don't see them playing the amount of games that justifies it. But again, we'll see what they do with nah, it. No, unless they're an upgrade on what we've got. But yeah, I think the pacing's a, a good point because good women in the... The media today talking about how we've maybe still got a bit of a lack of pace because we, we haven't really replaced um, Bonnelly and Dormus at all. So, I 
maybe we will look to the loan market and just try and get somebody rapid in to kind of fill in 15, 20 appearances off the bench and another few starts and take it for there. But it's, yeah, we as I think we're, we're more or less kind of where we need to be right now. And it's it's really, really refreshing that it's just actually been a pretty boring pre-season. Yeah. Been any drama apart from the club fucking up the season tickets and the kits. Uh, before we move on to the kits that we should actually mention, obviously the rumours about Ethan Erehon and Barnsley sniffing about again. Quite interesting mm-hmm. on this one because see when he was originally on loan at Barnsley, Barnsley did not take out, the, there was an option for Barnsley to buy him at the time and and they didn't take them up on that. And I think it was only about 100,000 at the time. I think it was, it was less. Was I'm sure less? it was five figures. Well, and, and, it would have been a, and now we're demanding, I think, roughly about half a million for him. Uh, whether Barnsley will pay that, I have no idea. Um but if if he was to go, would you be too upset about it? I guess it'd be I'd like rather have him. Fee. I think he's, he's definitely got potential. I think he does have potential, but also, I mean, if if they came in with, say, half a million pound, I'd happily accept it and look to invest that money into somewhere else in the squad. It's not really a position. Yeah. A posi- Aye, the position he plays in is quite well covered. If it was the original figure that was getting banded about, it was a, a quarter of a million, yeah. they'd be really, really unhappy with that. But if it was closer to half or maybe even above, then yeah, would probably bite your hand off it, to be honest, because, yeah, we do have cover in that area. Mm-hmm. I think he would squish uh, a league like the Championship or, or League One down south, to be honest. I think he's got that that kind of thing where he's come through in, in our game up here, which is kind of faster placed and I think harder tackling and... And it's quite a you know quite a laid back presence on the pitch at the the best of times. So I think he would he's one of these guys that would go down and, and probably do better than some with higher reputations. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I would rather keep him for sure. And if and if he goes, I think that is a, a gap in the team that would need to be filled for sure. I, I like the fact that he's left footed in amongst mm-hmm. the team. It offers a bit of genuine balance. Um, at his best, he's. I think he does pick passes and, and intercept things that other people don't. Um, so it would definitely be a loss. He's, he's by no means irreplaceable, but we would have to be getting out there and, and finding someone pretty pretty good, I think, to, to replace him, which you would hope with a half a million to play with that you could, you could do it at a level. I don't think it would be that difficult. Uh, Craig, you did mention there the shambles of our kit launch, and I hope you're talking about that the only sham- real shambles there was, that the fact that away kit three was not chosen. I was not a fan of a wee kit free at all because I thought it looked like the wee, uh, wee bit of paper you get in a mince packet. Nah. Generally, if you if you don't like a wee kit free, I think that's your age starting to get to you, Craig. We know you're turning into a grumpy old man from your rants on the podcast in the previous episodes. However, I think that's just confirmation. But that, uh, kit, yeah. that kit would have went down years. Like, uh, that's yeah. the best kit. There'd be people walking about in Paris in these kits. That's how popular that would have been. I'm just uh, really worried at the alarming number of people, more than the number of one that voted for Away Kit 4. Away Kit 4, for all, I think Joma have been relatively decent. They've not really had a bad sit-winning kit, but that option for the Away Kit 4 was fucking howling. It was actually a disgrace that that was a, a, an option, to be honest. <laughs> You it looked like a kit you hadn't unlocked yet on FIFA. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder if they've just lost the, the number of votes and they've just went, oh, fuck it, we'll just make something up. Uh, yeah, because absolutely no chance in hell did the away kit 3 only get 74 fucking votes. There was at least 74 amazing memes about the fucking shirt. Yeah. <laughs> if they're saying there was only 74 votes, that means everyone that tweeted about it voted for it. 
I mean, and I'm then no one else, I, which I'm not having. No, there's nah. I'm not. Yeah. Pish. Mm-hmm. I generally think the campaign starts now for us to to design next year's kits. We have enough ideas about us. We all like kits. I want a wild away kit. <laughs> I want a misery hunters ex Joma. That's what's happening, and we're starting neon pink Paisley pattern. Fuck yes. Yes, please. I, I go for it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm in. And that's why the fans need to put, like, start tweeting the club the now. Ha- hashtag, we'll, we'll create a better hashtag. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Hashtag misery hunters. <laughs> kits. I don't know. <laughs> but let's let's start it now and let's get... Let's get wankers. Like, we'll, the home top, <laughs> we'll keep it classic. It'll be black and white stripes, front and back, red numbers, and there'll be Paisley Pattern featured in there as well. The away kit will also feature Paisley Pattern, but we can't promise you that you might like the colour that it's we'll have, chosen. We'll have the uh, gold badges when we win the league as well. Yeah. And yeah. Al- also, I think, goalkeeper and shirt, we're going to be absolutely crazy Paisley Pattern. It's going to, like, you remember those 90s goalkeeper shirts where you look at it and you go, holy fuck, who designed that? Aye, we are designing aye. that. Ones that Peter Schmeichel used to wear. Get, make it hideous. It's going to look like a psychedelic fucking acid flashback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. So that's why we, we, we are putting our, our names forward to design this kit. Our podcast may be shite, and so is Joe Shaughnessy, but our kit design skills are amazing. Get, uh, the move was endorsed by a club director on Twitter, I believe. It uh, was early support for the campaign. So, yeah. you know, either get on now and be part of it, or don't and get to fuck. You know, that's your yeah. choice. <laughs> Lion weight at our amazing kits. Um, uh, moving on. <laughs> oh well, we should actually talk about the kits that weren't. That home top is actually really quite nice. Uh, it's grown on me. It's a belter. I wasn't too keen on the away top at the start, but I think since I've actually seen the pictures of Richard Tate wearing it, I'm. A massive fan of the away kit. There was Richard Tate wearing it, and then there was Richard Tate wearing it with a, a original sponsor <laughs> sticky tape out. <laughs> the only thing, I mean, uh, if, if, if there's any full kit wankers this season, please don't go for the away kit because those shorts reveal fucking a hell of a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to quote on Twitter and say that the away kit is 100% Hugh Hefner's pajamas, and I'm I'm no having it too shiny. It's satin. Like it's no, I'm not having it. It's we had glory in front of us. Yeah, well, true. Richard Tate plays every game next season in that kit. Gets fourteen Ross County players pregnant. <laughs> <We're in>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm coming round to the idea of this away kit now. Uh, <laughs> uh, then. We'll, we'll talk about the friendlies. Two friendlies so far. Two wins. Two goals from Lee Irwin. What a man! I believe it. And, uh, the, the, it? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, well seen Linfield get beat three one in the Champions League qualifier because you should be getting fucking beat. You shouldn't have been the Champions League qualifiers if you're conceding goals to Lee Irwin. <laughs> you're saying Ed that United. should be the first qualifying round. Aye. <laughs> you should just cut out all the teams that Lee Irwin scored against Aye, at any point in this year. Fucking shambles. But uh, I Europe think for what, for what they are, they're, they're both run outs. I think the highlights of the Winfield game, it showed you the goals and Jack's penalty saved the third goal. Now, the first goal was really good as well. I think it was good work for main pressing down. What the ball out way to Tans, it was a crack across. Then Brophy's two goals are pretty instinctive, but the, the third goal was a pick of the bunch for me. And, uh, Power, Power's pass was sublime. And uh, I mean, usually you would look at Lee Irwin at 
somehow hitting that over the bar or hitting it past the post but as well it was a good finish I've just seen the highlights for the air game yet I know Dennis's goal was a penalty but it's, they're what they are they're just workouts before we get into the competitive stuff at, at the weekend I don't know if they've put the highlights up for their game yet have they? don't think so let's leave a wee look good to see that Reid's been on the pitch for both yeah mm-hmm. going by lineups, he's, he's been in the second lineup, I think for for both games which is encouraging I think one of the things that stood out to me as well was the the depth we've got because when you looked at you know the first half and the second half lineups, they were both arguably you know kind of really strong starting 11s in, in most positions mm-hmm. that's no something that we've, we've had for a, a long time we've had a, a decent starting 11 maybe four or five in the squads that can fill in and I I do mm-hmm. but I get that totally distracted there by the fish fan outside <laughs> God, you still get there? Aye. It's a, it's a fish fan, though. It's not a fish and chip fan. It's a, a guy that comes out with raw fish. And oh, we've got a guy from about, uh, Fox Bar in Paisley that does that now. Oh. I thought it was just a weird aloe thing. We've got a, a mobile shop that comes round our street and it's a guy, <laughs> a guy in Irvine that's bought an old bus and done up the outside of it to look like a newsagent and he just drives round the streets like at lunchtime every day and hits his horn. And if you need to go out and get like a wee, a wee bit of milk or some bread or whatever, then there you go. You just buy it out the, the driver's seat of his motor. That's that's what's oh. going on in North Ayrshire. It's a thriving place. Totally egging off a tangent of the, the podcast here, but I found out the other day that this totally blew my mind that getting bags for the ice cream van is only a thing in Scotland. That doesn't exist anywhere else in the UK, apparently. <laughs> Buying single snouts. <laughs> blew my mind. I was once queuing in a newsagent in Shawlands and a guy, the guy in front of me, asked for, and I'm quoting him, a single snout and a rolling jobby. <laughs> and I've spent 12 years trying to work out what a rolling jobby is. If anybody knows, please tweet us at Misery Hunters. I would also quite like to know what this man was asking for. Maybe maybe he was just generally looking for a rolling shite. You never know. <laughs> the, the closest I've got is that he was asking for a rolling jobby. Like uh, one of the things you use for rolling, rolling pe- maybe, uh, maybe, but it, nah, didn't say, it was definitely a rolling job. jobby. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to take that dream away from myself. What, what you need so. to do is just start walking into news agents and asking for rolls and jobs. <laughs> <laughs> See what you get. <laughs> I'll, I'll take five or six kickings, but eventually I'll get there. It's nice that you've, uh, you've no spent, you know, the rest of your life scarred by the guy with a scat fetish in front of you in the queue, <laughs> <laughs> and he's roll, he's rolling Nutella. <laughs> Uh, we will be back after this. Hello, I'm Stephen Thompson, and you're listening to the Misery Hunters podcast. And we're back. Uh, uh, we may as well move on to the I was about, the Betfred Cup, or whatever it's called again, uh, the Premier Sports Cup. Premier Sports. It is back on Saturday and um, Tuesday. I'm only, I can again, can't remember who we're actually playing on Saturday. Who are we playing on Saturday? Dumbarton. 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 I'm too, I'm too, I've been too blindsided by the talk of the Dunfermline ballot, so I've totally forgot who <laughs> Who's Dumbarton? Who's the Dumbarton manager now? They've been stuffy, did they not? Is he not the assistant manager somewhere now? Oh, is he? I have no idea. Ah, uh, it's okay. by Stevie Farrell. Oh, is he there? Yeah. Yeah. Dumbarton, I, I mean, there's not many clubs. I actually hate Dumbarton just as much as I hate Rangers and Celtic. They're a fucking nothing club. It's just years of beating us in the championship when they were actually fucking awful as well yeah I think they, they beat us the season mm. we won the league as well mm. at home when Stelios done the people's elbow on 
Tom Walsh, I think. But uh, nah, I, th- I think going with the results in the past couple of games, we should be looking to hopefully get a, a couple of goals. I think it would be good if we can get any competitive action straight away and get Brophy, Dennis, Erwin on the score sheet. Can I get their confidence up? I don't. I don't really know who plays for Dumbarton. To be honest, I'm not going to sit here and think, pretend I'm an expert. Stupid fucking Stuart Carswell was their yeah. best player. So pretend that Kyle Hutton's still there. Yeah, where's he uh, signed for somebody recently? Did they not? Cowden beef. Cowden beef. Where it belongs. F- fuck them as well. Fuck Cowden beef. Well, that's a bit early. We're not at that part of the podcast yet. Oh, right, um, so I'm really, I'm really angry that Dunfermline isn't away. And we also can't get fans there either because, like, I just wanted them firm on Friday. As soon as, as, uh, soon as that draw happened, that's all I thought was I wanted them firm on Friday. It's the worst part. Of, uh, I mean, it's obviously good that my girlfriend has finally moved back to Glasgow after two years, but it's fucking horrific knowing that I can't just go up to Kirkcaldy and go to Stevens the Bakers and get the Brideys there. I miss them so much. I'm real. <sighs> <laughs> Does anybody else want to talk about the match other than the, the fact that we're not getting any Brideys? For, for another match that we're not speaking about yet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, uh, see, for me, I, I don't like this competition coming this early no. in the season. I think it's absolutely fish the fact that we've got a competitive fixture fucking 10th of July. It's, it's not the right way to go about him. They, they so. brought it in as well. It was kind of like the, the kind of fall in the UEFA Nations League kind of thing where they were like, it's less pointless friendlies we'll do it more competitive but at the end of the day this is a cup that like if we won it of course we'd be fucking happy to win it's a national trophy uh, but you could easily go out within the first rounds because your team's not ready yet because it's this early in the season and we're treating it as if it's a pre-season it should be early pre- preliminary rounds between the smaller clubs and then uh, eventually meet us in like round four or whatever mm-hmm. like that it's, Aye, it's a I mean, bit of a joke that we have to start this early I'm making that point sorry no, I was just going to stick my neck out and be the one voice that likes it, and I think it's, I think it's valuable. Seeing a season like this where we've gone out, I think it motivates you to go out and do your business early, mm-hmm. to get settled early, to have actual pre-season friendlies, which we've not done for, for so long. You know, we've actually had two games mm-hmm. um, before this rolls round. I mean, think back to Goodwin's first season; like some of the results were yeah. a bit stubsy. <laughs> Yeah, like stinking, and we signed players after that that kind of begin to kind of turn around the squad. So, I think it's a good thing that we're sitting this early. We've been motivated to get out and sign first teamers before now, and the team that ends up playing at this point, you would hope, is the the bones of what's going to be there in the first mm. the first league game. I think it's a a better thing. It's competitive early, and it doesn't matter if you've played no games, two games, or whatever. You should be steamrolling. Like manure, like Dumbarton and Dunfermline and everything else, it shouldn't be a, it just shouldn't be a factor. It, it shouldn't have been a factor when we, we drew East Kilbride and, and everything else. So I'm all for it, and we should be treating it like the first league game and nothing less than that, in my opinion. No, you took the words kind of out of my mouth. I mean, despite my feelings on the you know where it's coming in the season, that's we've got no excuse not to be going out there and pushing teams like you know Dumbarton and in the group Stenhouse, Muir and Partick aside mm-hmm. Aye, they're all it's, they're all easy enough games they're all pretty shy so consensus is we're winning the trophy aye, aye. Win the no, it's a treble season it's a treble season uh, any more for oh. any more uh, 
Ah, I can really think of it's the exciting stuff starts on Saturday it's just good to finally have real football back international stuff's been been good but that uh, week and a half of Scotland being in Euros was fucking miserable mm-hmm. apart from one good night so to be fair and I also we did say that we were going to do a Euros podcast and it didn't happen I think we just wanted to enjoy the football and it just didn't come. So I don't, it would have been an extremely miserable podcast to listen to, except for the England one, which we probably would have been all too drunk to <laughs> do anyway. So I would have been holidays. Yeah. Um, I, I, got, um, I got COVID on, the, I think, the third day of the Euros <laughs> and I've coughed for the last month. So I was delighted that we didn't have to, I didn't have to sit with my mute button on Zoom for two hours to talk about games that I'd coughed all the way through. So. I'm in the Colin Quinos book here that COVID's a myth, mate. Anyway. That's uh, true. <laughs> uh, our fantasy league is now available. It's up. You can view that on the public leagues when you register on the Fantasy Football Scotland app. Um, Ross shot out of the tattoo, but, he's now, but he is adamant because Sam joined the podcast later that it's actually Sam who gets the tattoo. Yeah. Fuck knows how that one works, Ross, but... Aye. You made the mistake, Sam, of joining the Fantasy League. I just drew a line in the sand and said I wasn't joining the Fantasy League and there was I never any debate. the Fantasy so. League uh, when I was a listener right at the start of the season. So I fucked All right, so, uh, so you I'm were happy, last. I'm right, okay, that's, that's good that you've admitted that. So it's your tattoo then, so get that right on me. So, so I don't know if Sam or Ross, they have to kind of decide between them who's getting that tattoo, if that tattoo happens, but... I will be put, if you wish to be on this podcast, unfortunately you have to join the Fantasy League and there will be a forfeit discussed later at, um, to who comes last. Will it be a tattoo? I don't know, that's what I'll be pushing. Double, a, a double or nothing. Oh. I'll make my proposal as a forfeit for this season and you can agree with it or, or not. At, at their own expense, the loser this season has to buy whatever is judged to be the worst kit available at the time and get a player at the choice of the rest of us on the back of that shirt and it has to be worn to the majority of home games next season. I'm not buying <laughs> the following season. <laughs> I like that. I do. I like that. that can, good. can we have an asterisk next to that? It's not a Morton shirt because we don't want... Like, I don't want to give them money. I and I don't want to give the old firm money either. So there's no Celtic or Rangers and no Morton. The rest will be fine. Um, oh, the, the worst uh, non-Scottish top. Yeah. Mm. No, 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 no. Oh no! I think it has to be a someone. Has to be a top or a top that a someone player could reasonably be on. I don't know. Like I've got vis- visions of Ross wearing a Marais top, <laughs> so like, we could get him a Boreham top or a King's Lynn top with Marais on it, That's... which I would be fine with. I'd be fine with that as well. I'll pay for that then. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you can also t- tweet us at Misery Hunters what water forfeit should be. I can't remember what else I said you were to tweet us about. Oh yeah, a jobby, a job. What was that? A jobby and roll. A, a rolling job. A rolling job. <laughs> Job I'll get in ahead of the you need to get us some on top with Shaughnessy on it <laughs> fuck yourself I'll happily do that I actually asked the club for his shirt and they said no bastards <laughs> um, yeah um, so get on the Fantasy League um, also you can see our merch usual place links in the description and uh, as always well this time definitely a, a fuck real Ferdinand hey, fuck Jake Doyle Hayes Andy's fucking agent as well Fuck Sky yes, 
Fuck's going. <laughs> that's, that's mine taken right out my mouth there. <laughs> and I've now got no idea what to say, which is normally you, when you the something one offensive rolls off the tongue. I can give you the one that I had written down. What's that? It's uh, Fuck David Farrell. Well, in fact, no one said it, so I'm going to just steam straight in with a Fuck Alex Ray, yeah, which I've also it. submitted to a Twitter account called Swear Clock, which tweets out on the hour every day with a <laughs> swear word that's randomly generated. So at some point in the future, that should tweet Fuck Alex Ray, and I'll, I'll let you all know if it does. I look forward to that day. And Fuck The Undertaker. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.